some really disturbing news has come out about what happened in the Rovron scandal, especially with the council and a Labour Party politician. Rishi Sunak is trying to make pupils in the UK learn maths for even longer than currently was. We have a doctor in Germany who was just sent to jail for giving mask exemptions and so much more. But welcome to the Radical English Gentleman. This is episode 54. Thank you so much for being here. If this is the first time seeing me or seeing me and you're listening to me, then my name is Rory, host of this podcast. This is a UK libertarian podcast where we talk to real people, have real debate and talk about real issues but i'm so sorry you can't actually see me currently right now because we've been having a lot of technical difficulties recently which has been a bummer but i promise you we're getting we're pumping out the guests very soon i've got a lot of very exciting people lined up we're going into 2020 pretty hot but i mean you got me right now um which is annoying and also i'm not on my current like setup with my computer and shit so i'm sorry about that but i want to talk about you know what has actually been happening and there's been some major things that have actually been happening with one of them being what has happened in Rotherham. So, for anyone who doesn't know, Rotherham was one of the main places in the UK that had a massive scandal of grooming gangs where basically young girls were exploited in groups of many different um, people and it's predicted that I think over 1,500 in Rotherham alone were abused sexually. And it's an absolute scandal, it's a complete disgrace and it's not just Rotherham, there's Luton, there's many places around the UK and it really is a complete scandal what has happened. And the reports coming out now are even more shocking. You know, we're talking tens of thousands, 50,000, 60,000, even up to 100,000 of some reports. Like it is truly horrendous what has happened up and down the country with the grooming scan- scandal. But anyway, recently what happened was GB News did some investigative journalism and they found out that a former Labour Party politician who resigned his cabinet position at Rotherham Council in 2015 amid reports that he pushed back discussion on the ethnicity of the grooming gangs now works as a senior diversity and inclusion manager in a major NHS body, GB News can reveal. So there was a guy who was in the Labour Council, specifically his name, Mahouf Mahouf Hassan, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, He basically pushed back on the fact that there was grooming gang scandals. And when people said there is a correlation between them being of Pakistani origin and this happening. And in certain parts of the UK, it was predominantly Pakistani men who were doing that. Now, and that's obviously not to say all Pakistani men are doing this. But there was a correlation in many parts of the UK where Pakistani men were in these gangs. And when you actually look at the conviction rates, it's predominantly Pakistani men. So he basically said that... He pushed back when there were when there were police saying we're seeing a trend here and we can do certain things to take this down. So there was one specific claim. Well, there was one specific thing which wanted to be done that could have potentially helped actually, um, you know, get the criminals who are um, having these sex sex rings for girls. Um, and let me just find it here. So the inspection found that Hassan and sorry, Akahata both rebuffed a police officer when he proposed an in- initiative to target abusers after a pattern emerged that the abusers were predominantly worked as taxi drivers and were from the Pakistani community. The pattern was borne out showing that males from Pakistani backgrounds were vastly represented in groups localised child sexual exploitation. 
So in 2015, Times reporter Andrew Norfolk wrote that Hassan was involved in another incident deflecting attention away from the predominantly Pakistani rape gangs when he made a false allegation of racism against a fellow Labour Party councillor with the aim of preventing a discussion about the sexual exploitation of children. So again, we see the same story. There are people who are being sexually abused where it isn't being talked about because people are scared of being called racist. And... This is such a big issue because I actually follow a lot of the people who actually went through this trauma on Twitter and the fact that even to this day we're having, you know, state-funded enterprises hiring people who literally helped what happened, like this man, Haruf Hussain, who pushed back when they were trying to investigate and use certain strategies, like they were finding a trend and then used the race card and say, oh, you're being racist when these were the facts, you know, when you do look at conviction rates, you will see a commonality, when you do look at the grooming gang scandals, you do see a, cor- a c- commonality in this, you know, you can't run away from the truth, and there was a famous tweet by a Labour councillor who said, no, I think it was, no, it was a Labour MP who said, the incitement to hatred isn't worth the investigation, and she pretty much said the ends justify the means, and we should ignore it because it's inside hatred. Now, this is what happens when you're so emotionally based and not fact-based. You need to differentiate between a fact and emotion because if you base your decisions off emotion, this is what happens. You know, thousands of young people are sexually abused because people are too scared to talk about certain issues. And even when they do talk about certain issues, you have people like this man, a former Labour Party politician who, you know, pulls out the race card. And the fact that this man is now signed up to the NHS as a quote-unquote, sorry, I need to find it, a quote-unquote senior diversity and inclusion NHS role worker. I mean, I mean that's just appalling, isn't it? We're, getting, we're having a guy talk about inclusion and diversity when he was pulling, he was trying to deflect responsibility about what was happening by, you, by playing that card. So what the hell is taxpayer money going towards that? And I think this is such a big story because it, it sums up something bigger and that is... You know, there's been tens of thousands. If not, I, I'm I should find I should have had the numbers on me right now. I apologise. I'll maybe have a look now. But we have a substantial amount of the population that has been sexually abused, and there's still not a real acknowledgement of how they got here. And the fact that there's people like him, you know, still trotting around in taxpayer-funded places, and especially roles like that get paid a lot in the NHS. So I think it's an absolute appalling thing that has happened. And it needs to be called out. And I'm glad GB News done this investigative journalism because no one else would be doing this. Like we wouldn't know about it unless it was for GB News, let's face it. They're doing the stories that no one's willing to do. And that's why I got a lot of respect for him. It was under COVID, it was the same thing. Massive respect for him in that respect. So moving on to another story. So this is an interesting one. And this is about Rishi Sunak. So this is an interesting one because... For me, education is close to my heart. Fucking hated school. Hated every minute. Hated fucking nursery um, when I was younger, year two. Hated primary school. Hated even more secondary school. Wasn't a fan of college. I did enjoy the first year to an extent, but the people were cunts. Um, there were... I, the first year was decent. It was way, way better than primary school and secondary school, but it still wasn't amazing. Um, but... Pretty much in a recent speech, Rishi Sunak, he he 
spilled out what he wanted to set out for 2023 and this is one of the things he said so the prime minister will set out a plan to ensure all pupils in england study some form of maths until the age of 18 in his first speech of 2023 he said on wednesday rishi sunak will lay out his priorities ambitions on the year ahead which will include a new mission to combat high rates of numeracy in numeracy sorry about that in england the uk remains one of the only countries in the world that does not require us a child to study form of maths up to the age of 18, fucking good, so, what are my thoughts for this, I think it's terrible, because one, maths, personally I think it's completely useless, right, there's some things in maths which are useful, adding, subtracting, dividing, useful, you can actually use that in, you know, buying a mortgage, buying a house, doing your finances, making money, building a business, boom, that's actually useful, but let's actually talk about the other things that are completely fucking terribly useful. Um, you know, what does X mean? Yeah, I've, I've used that a lot since I've left school. You know, what does this mean? It's, it's fucking useless in my opinion. And people will be like, oh, well, it teaches you to solve problems. There's so many things that teach you to solve problems. Why is maths always the one that is zoomed in upon and said, oh, this is how you solve problems by maths? It, to me, it just doesn't make sense why problem solving has anything to do with maths like life is filled with problems and there's loads of solutions to them and you learn and you grow why is it that we we base maths on solving problems and that that's some sort of you know guiding tool to learn to figure out problems that just seems ridiculous to me so i'm not a fan of this at all i'm really not and the reason big reason is because i had such a horrible time and the second i got off school i was like thank fuck i don't have to do maths anymore one of the happiest days of my life was a day i left school for simple reason i didn't have to do maths again i didn't have to see a bunch of cunts well to be fair it wasn't even mostly the people it's just the teachers and the disgusting environment i was at a catholic school absolute cunts to be honest um like really just shocking school just pretended had a fake christianity about it would preach love and kindness but scream at you for in, like multiple times and and just not care about you and treat you like a human being um but yet talked about fucking kindness and christianity i mean it's just complete oxymoronic or whatever the fuck and then when parents used to come they would literally pretend that they were somehow supportive and then as soon as the parents leave it would just be back to you know disgusting vile treatment of people and it was it was just a horrible environment i actually listened to an incredible podcast the other day shout out to pdp podcast brilliant podcast by the way they got this homeschooling person i think it was sam sabuno i think and she talked about homeschooling and she just spelled she spelled it out for me she connected with me listening to that podcast because she said like school actively teaches you not to try what's the first thing you learn in school sit down, shut up, put put your hand up, you know, school is indoctrination, I really think it is, I'm passionate about how corrupt and how fucked up the school system is, and that's why I'm writing a book about it, it's not going to be a big book, but it's it's book, I'm writing it this year, I'm writing two books, I'm writing a, a biography, I know it sounds ridiculous, a biography, but you, you'll know if, when it ever does come out, you'll know why and how I wrote it, and it'll make sense, but it does seem ridiculous to write by no one of a fucking nobody. But there's a reason I'm writing it. Um, so, yeah, so I think this is terrible. And, like, it's going to hurt a lot of kids out there. Kids who, you know, working class, whatever, they want to 
become a plumber, sparky, electrician, and yeah, you need maths, not a high level, depending on what you're doing, or kids who, who are into other things, like they're into maybe film, they're into fucking writing, they're into art, they're into make, making their own business, like how the fuck is maths going to really help them, it's not, it's just going to hold them back, and stop them really flourishing at what they're good at, school doesn't teach you to be good at anything, it just teaches you to conform in a little box, and do what you're told, and be institutionalized, and I'll tell you this, right, since leaving school, I've seen a lot of people fucking go downhill, and one of the big reasons I think that is, is because in school, they didn't have to try, because they were in an environment where there was no, it was, wasn't about merit base. it was just about doing basic shitty tasks that if you're good at, you're good at, if you're bad at, you're bad at, so a bunch of people I knew were greater in school, and they, they didn't have to do fuck all, like, I used to try more than a lot of people did, and I was, like, one of the worst in the year at a lot of things, right, and, well, academically, I mean, I wasn't amazing at sport, I mean, I wasn't bad, um, but I, I couldn't, I was so depressed towards the end, I couldn't really um, push myself to do much, um, I mean, I was, I always did enjoy running and everything, um, but yeah, enough of that bollocks. The point is, in school, you're in an institution, you're getting told what to do. So certain people flourish because they don't need to do much, they just got to do what they're told what to do. However, the second you leave the gates of hell, you're in the, you're in the open world, baby. <laughs> you know, no one's telling you what to do, no one's holding your hand saying, do this, do that. It's your choice. You wake up in the morning. What do you do with your life? What do you do? How do you do it? How do you motivate yourself? What do you feed yourself? What do you do physically to um, make you mentally and physically strong? School doesn't teach you that. School teaches you do what you're told. Do this. Do that. So when people go out of school, a lot of people I think are incredibly lost because they're in an, they're, they don't realize they've been indoctrinated to think that they need to get told what to do. And that's why I think a lot of people get very miserable the second they leave, leave school because people aren't telling them what to do. Now, for me, it was a complete opposite. I hated school. I always did what I liked in school. You know, my YouTube channel, I made videos. People used to make fun of me. I didn't give a fuck. I enjoyed doing it. I, you know, I knew, I always knew what I was passionate about. Always knew what I liked. And the second I leave school, I flourished. Even when I left college, I flourished. I, you know... When I was in college, I was editing videos for people. I had my own little editing business, which I made independently. Self-taught myself how to get clients. Self-taught myself how to edit videos. Self-taught myself how to use Adobe Photoshop. Boom, I, I got clients through that. And by the time I left college, I had a job ready from my work I was doing in college. Now, my teacher wasn't telling me to do that. They were telling me to do, you know, this and that. And I... If I followed that advice, it would have been terrible, to be honest, because I would have went to university like many, like all the teachers suggested in primary school, secondary school, and in college. Bearing in mind, almost all the people in my class went to university. Uh, and if I did that, I would have gone to uni, I would have got a degree. Three years later, maybe get some sort of job in the film industry, working as a runner, and then work my way up. However, what did I do instead? I didn't go to uni, I self-taught, I got myself a job. And now I'm in a position where I can self-teach myself other skills and progress because I don't need a certificate. I don't need someone holding my hand. I don't need someone telling me what to do. I can figure it out. That's, that's why school can never replace self-taught self-knowledge. What's the best fucking teaching book in the, in the um, universe? It's YouTube, I'll tell you that. The amount of shit I've learned from YouTube when it comes to photography, when it comes to fucking 
just little things, even like, you know, good press-up uh, technique. I, I use YouTube. Now, that's not to say it's not difficult learning things from YouTube. Don't get me wrong. There's some things where I'm like, fuck this, I can't do this. Like, I want to learn guitar a bit to learn a few tracks, but I just can't be asked. It's so long trying to start from the beginning. I haven't got around to it. However, there's some things where I, w I am generally using YouTube, you know, p politics. I'm constantly watching analysis, US politics, boom. That's, that's, sorry, I just burped. <laughs> you know, that's helping me a lot. And again, school, what does it teach you? Step in line, do what you're told. And, and, you know, and then when you're in the real world, so many people, it's, it's just fucked because it's like, hang on, you, I was supposed to get told what to do. You're in the real, real world, like day to day. And you're like, what do I do? What do I do now? And a lot of people are lost. And I've seen that in my own life. I've seen a lot of people super lost um, my age. And one of the big reasons is because they were so institutionalized and dependent on getting told what to do. When no one's telling them what to do, they crumble. Now, that's a harsh reality. And I'm, I'm, I don't have much blame for them because I'm not blaming them because they didn't know. And they were in a system that kind of coddled them and... Um, we're telling them what to do and it's easy to get comfortable with that but now they're older I think it's almost a responsibility and a duty for people who did have a terrible time and did realize how much it fucked them up to actually spread the message do not send your kids to school homeschool your kids that's that's what I want to do I don't want to send my kids to school anymore it's a terrible institution I'm 100% homeschooling my kids doing everything with my power if I can unless for some reason I'm you know very poor or for some reason, complication, my kid's got a certain disability or something, I won't be able to, that's the only reason I can think of why my kid's not going to be homeschooled, now that, that doesn't need to be only me, that's going to be a pod learning where there's other kids, where, and they're going to learn a curriculum, it won't be a strict, you know, maths and all that, it'll be how to start a business, how to pay taxes, how to buy a mortgage, how to find clients, how to, what they're actually interested in, instead of you know, down a ridiculous rabbit hole of nonsense that they teach in school. But moving on to other news, this is an interesting story from AP News. So a German doctor was jailed for illegally, basically giving mask exemptions illegally in Germany. So a German doctor was sentenced late Monday to two years and nine months in prison for illegally issuing more than 4,000 people with exemptions from wearing masks during the coronavirus pandemic. A regional court in the southwest town of Weimar, Weim, I'm not German, Tuesday, that the doctor was convicted of the issue of incorrect health certificates to people across Germany, most of whom had never met or examined. In addition, the prison sentence was handed a three-year work ban and ordered to pay €28,000 and the sum she had received for issuing medical certificates. Her office assistant was fined €2,700. So, this is... A crazy story. Now, the angle you got to look at it from is, let's assume that's completely accurate. She gave out that many masks. Two and a half years in jail and a 27,000 euro fine. To me, that seems ridiculous because it's like, like there's people who murder and occasionally get off for less than that, you know? I mean, there are minimums for sure, but let's say manslaughter and things like that. Are you really telling me you know, there's over a hundred peer review papers saying that masks are inefficient. Again, this is not medical advice. Do not 
talk, <laughs> do not take this as medical advice, talk to your own personal doctor, check WHO website, check NHS website for health information, this is not medical advice, talk to your own personal doctor that works for you, however what I'm trying to say here is in the scientific community there are some people, not all people, who disagree that masks are effective, now that's not to say they're not effective, but it's to say really censored someone for two and a half years for fucking giving mask exemptions. It just seems like a complete waste of resources to me when there's people doing far worse stuff than a you know, a doctor giving out mask exemptions. It's hardly, you know, killing someone. <laughs> that just seems ridiculous to me. Like that really does seem stupid. But talking of COVID, there's an interesting um thing that happened in California. Um and this this to me, this is interesting, right? Hear me out. So legislation cited the Federation of State Medical Boards, the FSMB, which is in which in July 2021 stated physicians who generate and spread COVID-19 misinformation or disinformation risk disciplinary action by state medical boards up to suspension, revocation and medical licenses. California State Assembly echoed medical organisations in declaring health misinformation has become a public crisis. So if you're a doctor or if you're a physician in California... If you go against what the state's saying, they will take away your medical license. So you could be a cardiologist, um, years in training, you say something they don't like online that's quote-unquote misinformation, and you will have your career taken away. Now, I've got to be careful talking about this, <laughs> but what what this basically is set up to mean is, if you are a physician, you cannot question higher authority. So before, if you question higher authority, there was always the risk that you would have your medical license stripped away from you. Not only that, you would lose friends and family members, you would not be able to get any work, no jobs, um, and you'd have your whole, whole life ruined, death threats, the lot. But now California have gone the extra, extra step and they're saying, you know, you can't even spread any misinformation or we're going to strip you of your um, medical what's the word, medical, how oh, I forgot the word, um, I, f- I fucking forgot the word, unbelievable, I, I can't even, uh, your medical, I can't, I can't even think of it, pretty tragic, but that's, that's what it's saying pretty much, and it's, it's disturbing, and I really don't want to see that come to the UK, because I know they've been hawkish on people, and there have been already, um, you know, eminence cardiologists and epidemiologists who have been targeted a bit, you know, Dr. P. McCullough, I think the Texas, um, I'm not sure what they're called, Texas Medical Association, I can't remember, they are, I think, going to strip him of his credentials and his, again, I keep on forgetting the word, medical, um, his right to med- like be a practicing physician, and it's, it's really sad to see, really, um, because there, there was already um, things in place to actually tackle misinformation of doctors. You know, there were certain instances where doctor did rightfully get taken back. However, this is this is really, really stepping up the ante, and it's it's so sad to see because it's already fucked. And the fact that that's going to come in again is even worse. 
And just to end on a note, this is pretty depressing, but I thought I found this quite interesting and very disturbing. So I saw this article by the, um, um, I'm not sure what her name is actually. Oh, so this is the author, Claudia M. Esque. Um, so self-harm is, is now one of the most shocking health epidemics of our time. It is more common than we think and instances of self-harming amongst teenagers are on the rise. So I just want to name this stat, how shocking this is. Studies suggest around a quarter of 14-year-olds have self-harmed. The problem is likely to be much worse, and these figures suggest. Many statistical analysis are based on the frequency of people preserving emergency care, but most common people who self-harm don't seek medical attention. Rather, it's secretive behaviour that goes unreported. So I just found this absolutely horrendous when I heard this. I was like, fucking hell, a quarter of 14-year-olds. That is really sad to see. Um, so just on a end note to the episode, you know, just reach out to people. If you think something's up, just speak to them, I guess. Um, and we are having an epidemic of young people who are depressed and hate their lives, to put it bluntly. And social media, I think, is really causing this. Like, I think TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, I think all of it is just one big mind fest of mental illness and it's it's growing rapidly and we the thing is the future we're going to see the implications of this because now it's the young kids who are an absolute travesty of their mental health but when it's when they become older it's really gonna be completely nuts but yeah thanks so much for listening it's been a it's been a deep one i've gone on a rants here but we, we're going to be doing a lot more soon a lot more different episodes i'm really looking forward to it and I'm going to be going reg on tour soon because I luckily have a new setup now so I can, you know, walk about and shit and go to the beach and potentially do a podcast there, which would be fun. I've been thinking about that, doing like going to places and actually doing like episodes there. Like I was thinking, I don't know, beach, do a, do an episode on the beach. That'd be funny as because I fucking love going in the scene shit. Um, like maybe bonfire b- podcast or something. That'd be fun. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Really do appreciate you all. I know this is the first week of 2023 and like I'm just doing a shitty solo episode. I mean, I don't think it's been shit. I've I've covered some really important shit, I think. But thanks so much for listening. Love you all. Share the show if you do enjoy. It's the only way this thing grows. We're going into 2024. 2020, yeah, going into 2024. And, you know, I want to grow the podcast. Let me just see what this is. Um... I thought, sorry, I thought it was a sound effect, but I don't, it's not a sound effect, I thought it was a sound effect, <laughs> bit tragic, but yeah, thanks so much, listen, fucking love you, I'm again, sure, if you do like, we did give away the giveaway to Rhiannon, um, so shout out Rhiannon if you're listening, um, she won the 150 quid, if you were wondering about the giveaway, um, follow me on, on social media, at Reg Podcast, if you want to come on the show, if you're interested, you want to reach out, anything, then reach out. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Drop a like. Please subscribe. Share with your friends, family. And that would be so much appreciated. But yeah, I'll catch you on the next one very soon. Peace.